So today's message is called I Quit Complaining, and I've already tried it out on the staff after we did that video, got them all in the conference room, and I'm sure you have a lot of things in life that cause you to complain. So I was just thinking today, what are some things that I can complain about? Well, if you were here for the first service, it was like 240 degrees in here because the air conditioner hadn't kicked on. And so it was good to complain about that. And, and I can hear these fans rolling in the background that really distract me while I'm, while I'm trying to speak and, and thinking about, I can't wait till some more periods of time pass and we'll be down the street in our very own building uh, with our own thermostat on the back wall and be able to push a button and make it as cold or as hot as we want to. Won't that be awesome? Sometimes people just get on my nerves. Y'all ever deal with that? See, when it comes to complaining, all of us do it. All of us have things in our life that we complain about. And maybe if you don't, maybe I can give you a few over the next few minutes as I talk, something else for you to complain about. We all do it. And yet in the Bible, we read about what the results of complaining was to person after person who got into this culture of complaining. Just last night, as the sun was going down, we were sitting out in our garage cleaning up a little bit, and and my sweet youngest daughter was telling me that we needed to upgrade something that we have. Well, we need a new one of these. Well, why? Because it would be better. Because this one doesn't do what we want it to do. And I said, are you complaining? She said, no, I'm just trying to help you with your message tomorrow. And I told her, I said, I'm going to quote you tomorrow, Abby. And she said, that's okay. In scripture, people complained and it's really easy to see in some of the stories of complaining what the results were. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now, going up the aisles. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. The ushers will give you a Bible. It's yours to keep if you want it, or if you'd just like to borrow it and read along on the screen today, you can do that as well and leave it in the back on the way out. So 100% of us deal with complaining. And we're in this series called I Quit, where we're trying to stop doing some things that keep us from living a full life that God promises each of us. And today we're down to this topic of complaining. If you weren't here last week, we talked about how we could quit living in fear. And I shared with you part of a story about a guy named Moses who was called by God to come and lead God's people out of Egyptian bondage to the promised land that God was, was wanting to give the Israelite nation. And the reluctance that he had and how he dealt with that. But finally he agreed and people conquered their fears and God delivered them. And this is what I'm about to read is after God had delivered them by parting of the Red Sea. And they walked through on dry ground and he calmed their fears. And then they continued to travel. And here's what happened in Exodus 16, beginning at verse 2. It says, In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you've brought us into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So last week we talked about, if you didn't listen to that, get the podcast, two words that can cause you to live in fear, and those are the two words, what if. Moses 
ask God, well, what if people don't listen? What if people won't follow me? What if they don't believe me? See, there went one of those fans. Did you hear that? <laughs> Something else to complain about. So, so Moses is saying, well, what if, what if? But then the people are delivered, and that leads us to the next two words that can cause us to live a life of complaining. And those are the words, if only. So they were saying, if only things could be different, if only we weren't out here, if only this hadn't have happened. And if you're saying those words a lot in your life, well, if only I could get this job, if only we had this much money, if only we could go here, if only somebody would propose, if only I had a mate, if only I looked different, if only I wouldn't have done this. And those two words can lead you to a lifestyle of complaining. That's what it did to God's people. So if you found yourself this morning looking in the mirror thinking, if only I could have hit those numbers last night. Man, life would be different. The church wouldn't be in debt because that's the first thing I would do. You know, I would give money away first before I kept any for myself. That's what these people were doing. They were just complaining and saying, if only things were different. God wanted to bless them. God did bless them. God delivered them. And yet they continued to complain. And not meaning for this to sound harsh or guilt-ridden at all, but complaining offends the heart of God. He's dishing out blessings. He's allowing us to live the lives we live. And yet when we complain, it offends God. Later on in the story of this nation of people called the Israelites, the book of Numbers chapter 11, it says this. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. Now, this is the equivalent. You know when your kids complain and you, you say, do you want me to give you something to complain about? Do you want me to give you something to cry about? You want to cry? I will give you something that will make you cry. This is, the, this is what God is doing. He's saying, you want to complain? Let me throw down some fire and show you what I can do. I'll give you something to complain about. I'll burn the outskirts of camp. Maybe that'll stop you from complaining in the middle of all of these blessings that I'm showering upon you. But it didn't work. Even though God said, stop this complaining, and he gave him a little warning, yet they continued to complain day after day, and the results were that God finally said, all right, I'm done. I'm done. And in Numbers 14, God says, how long will this wicked community grumble against me? I've heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites, so tell them. As sure as I live, not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hands to make your home. And what God is saying, you will not enter the promised land. This generation of people will not. And so for 40 years, God allowed them to wander in the desert. He kept them alive. He kept them fed. And they wandered because of all of their complaining. And in the middle of God blessing them, giving them more blessings. They chose to ignore that and continue to complain. So here's the big thing about complaining I want you to hear today. 
Complaining causes me to miss God's blessings in my life. If you can go, take a breath. I think everybody can do that. It looks like you can. You probably ate breakfast this morning. You're probably going to eat lunch and dinner all you want and even more. Some of you will even overeat. So we are rich. We are blessed. We're given so much. And God gives us his grace and his acceptance and his forgiveness. And those are so many things to just think upon. that The blessings that he gives each of us. But when we allow ourselves to be sucked into a culture of complaining, we miss all of the blessings he's trying to give us. We miss all of the things that God freely gives us when we get into our daily complaints. So I just took a look online at at those of you that are on Facebook with me over the last couple days thinking, what do people complain about? And I, I, you know, I've heard, I saw a lot of things that you complain about. You complain a lot about traffic. And a lot of you hate traffic, which means you're probably uh, doing a little status update in the car and that's illegal. And that, so don't do that. You complain about politics, one side, both sides complain about politics, how good, how bad, or something like that. You complain uh, about homework, about having so much homework to do. So complain about that. Uh, You complain about your kids. You complain about work. You better be careful with that. People complain about uh, folks they see in the line at Walmart, like dear Walmart lady. I'm like, why don't you just tell her instead of like, you know, posting it. So you complain about uh, parking lots. I'm trying to think through all the things that people complain about. And we develop this culture of daily complaints. And that will cause us to miss God's daily blessings. And as I was thinking about standing up here and delivering this message, I, I thought, I have to tell the people who hear me say this at our church that I am thankful. We, this is not a culture of complaining. You don't complain. I've been a part of churches that are culture complaining. If you've been to church before, you know exactly what it can be when it's a culture of complaining. It's like, why are we going to church? Well, I need something to complain about today. So I'll go to church. I'll get something. I mean, I've been in, I've been in an environment like that. It's unhealthy and it's horrible and it offends God. And as I was thinking about how awesome you are as, as people who are attenders of our church, you offer constructive feedback and say things like, have you thought about this? Could you change that? Those aren't complaints. But as leaders, we don't just sit and field complaints all day long or even, all, even once a week. So I just want to say thank you for not being a church culture of complaining. Your pastor appreciates it very, very much. We will have a long and happy life together because of that. So complaining in life usually starts with this word, and the word is I. I don't like this. I wish I had that. I wish it could be this way. And when I started writing down, what are all the things people complain about in life? They really can be put into two different categories. One, things, the first one is things that I can change. A lot of people, when I look through the list of what people are complaining about, a lot of complaints had to do with their schedule. 
Oh, I'm really busy. Oh my gosh, you're so busy. Can't believe how busy I am. I got to run here. Got to do there. Got to do this. Got to do that. And just a newsflash, if you're complaining about your schedule, you control that to a large extent. You can change that. Some of the things that you do are optional. You don't have to do them all. I know your kids might want to, but you can say no. (laughs) And all of the things that God has for you to do in life, he gives you enough time for them. God would never say, I want you to do this with your life and for people and then go, but I'm not going to give you enough time to do it. God gives you the time to do all of the things he wants you to do. So if you're stressed out over your schedule, you can change it. Make it different. And you might be thinking, yeah, but live my life, buddy. You can change it. If you hate your job, then change it. Now, don't tomorrow say, my pastor said I could quit. And I quit. I mean, do it responsibly, but change. You can change it. Sometimes... The things that we change need to be our attitudes. Like feeling like, well, the technology that's in my pocket or on my desk, uh, it's, it's outdated and my, my life's horrible. I just can't believe I have to use something that's two years old. It just blows my mind. I mean, like the, the iPad back there that's telling me I have 14 minutes and 29 seconds left. Uh, that's a 2010 model. It doesn't even have a camera on it. Can you believe that? We need to do something about that. Yeah, it's old and the battery doesn't last as long. And so I'm telling everybody in first service this at 8.30. And this uh, one a guy comes up, this is my friend, and he shows me this really cool thing. It's not mine. Dang it, I'd like to have it. I'm not going to complain, though. This is, like, this is like a life device. This is really cool. Have you, you know what this is? Have you seen this? Uh, it, it, you just push a button. Can you see? It tells me the time. And then, and then it'll... Uh, uh, I don't know what fuel means. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll tell me how many calories I'm burning, how many steps I've taken, uh, you know, all kinds of really cool things. And I was like, well, I don't like my junky stuff now. I, I mean, I want something else too. I got to take it off. Drives me crazy. But this is, this is pretty cool. So I either get content with what I have, go get one of these, however much it costs, or shut up about it. So, so I can control that. I either get content without that, go get one, or stop complaining. So it's either do something about it or zip it. Then there's another category of our complaints, and that are, those are things that we can't change. I mean, complaining about things that we can't change. You may look in the mirror and think... I wish I had a different body shape. And you can change that a little bit by eating better and exercising. But pretty much the body you got is the one God gave you. Take care of it, exercise it, and all that. But when you look in the mirror and you complain about what you see, the parts you can't do anything about without spending a whole lot of money, you know, like nose job or something, chin job, stuff like that. The things that you can't change except as a gift from God. I mean, why complain about something you have no ability to change? I was, as I was prepping for this message, I read this article by a psychologist who said that it's clear that the more blessed people become, the more critical they become at the same time. And he used an example of the, the reason we have such a culture of complaining. Uh, one of the reasons, he thinks, is because family units are smaller. I grew up in a, in a really, you know, there wasn't very many of us in the house. So you got to eat your choice. You just said, I want this, and that got fixed for you. 
in our family, there's four of us sit around the table, and often it's four distinct different meals because I don't like that, I don't like that. So we just, there's few of, of, of us that it's easy to do that. But this guy would say, people who grew up in large families many, many years ago, well, when you sat around the dinner table, you just ate what was put out there. If you have five or six brothers and sisters, if you don't eat, they just get more. And so he's saying the more that family size has shrunk, the more blessings that we have, the more complaining that we do. That will cause us to miss God's blessings in our life, and it's offensive to him. So when, when, when we complain, God's offended. And I don't say that to make you feel guilty. I say that to help you say, I quit complaining. Check out this verse in Philippians chapter 2. You're going to want to give your kids this verse tonight. You're going to want to give this to your husband or your wife and say, look, I'm going to tattoo this on you somewhere. I want you to memorize this. And I bet many families in our church are going to be memorizing this around the dinner table this week. Take a look. Philippians chapter 2 says, do everything without complaining or arguing. So underline it, highlight it, score it. Do everything without complaining or arguing. And then Paul, who wrote these words, goes a little bit further and says, here's why you do that. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. So he's saying, look, don't complain, don't argue. And the benefits of that, look, you may become blameless. Yeah, but everybody complains about something. Well, don't be like everybody else. Be unique. Now, complaining is, it's, it's a habit, really. It's like biting your nails or smoking or overeating. It's just a habit. And those things aren't stopped like that. You can't just say, I quit complaining and then never complain again. Because you will. Something's going to happen. Something will happen at lunch today. You'll have to sit and wait in line, maybe. Or some other church will decide to go to that same restaurant and it'll be full. You won't be able to go. Maybe getting out of the parking lot. Somebody just takes too long. There will be something to complain about. And I'm going to give you some ways to really stop and think about, should I complain or not? Or stop myself from complaining? Because like with all bad habits or even, even addictions, the source is always different than what you like. The the problem is not complaining. The problem is what's deep down inside. Why am I complaining? Well, I'm overlooking the blessings of God. That's one thing. I'm not thankful. That's one thing. I'm not content. Maybe that's one thing. I'm just a mean, bitter person. I need to deal with that. Something happened to me that caused me to be mad and mean and bitter and complain all the time about stuff. Here's what Jesus had to say when people were trying to get him pushed in a corner to talk about religion, to talk about what it really means to follow God. Jesus had this to say in Luke 6, verse 45. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. So Jesus made it clear. Here's the issue. It's from deep down inside. It's not that you just complain about not having this really cool gadget or Dinner not being at the, on, the table, on the table on time. Maybe he or she didn't get it ready when it was supposed to be. Jesus is saying, you complain because that's what's in your heart. 
So if you've ever said, I don't know where that came from. Oop, I can't believe I said that. Well, I know where it came from. Jesus knows where it came from. It came from inside of you. It came from your mind. It came from your heart. So if I understand the source of my complaining, it's going to be easier to stop and say, I quit complaining. So here's a great verse to remember. In the, another verse from the book of Philippians. If you want to stop being a complaining person, here's some of the best advice in Scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So, when if, let's say we all make the decision. We're going to quit complaining. We're not going to go through life a bunch of complainers. But when you walk out of here, it won't be long till there will be a reason to complain. You're going to feel it welling up inside of you. That's when you stop and you remember this verse, fix my thoughts, fix my thoughts. Because if I can change in here, it's going to change what comes out here. So when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, you think, okay, there's parts of this maybe I can change parts of it I can't. Thank you, God, for creating me in your image. Thank you for giving me lungs, I mean, to breathe. Thank you for giving me eyes to see. Very quickly, you can change those thoughts that are negative into thoughts that are excellent and worthy of praise. When you're sitting stopped in traffic, maybe you could start, you know, downloading some podcasts, listening to something that's going to build you up instead of tear you down and will help you change your thoughts and help you fix your thoughts, not on what you're complaining about, not on the bad stuff, not on the stuff you either can or can't change, but on things that are excellent and worthy of praise. See, God did a huge thing for us when he sent Jesus Christ to earth. He forever stopped any reason we would have to complain. Because people who follow Christ believe, I'm following Christ, I'm in this relationship with him, that's going to give me answers and hope and peace. No matter what's going on around me, he is going to give that to me in this life. And then when this life is over, I get to enjoy eternity with him. What is there to complain about? What part of that do we not get? God forever removed, okay, I did all this stuff in the Old Testament you read about and people still complain. I'm just going to send Jesus, give a direct access to me, and then people can be in a relationship with him. That gives them hope for heaven on earth and then promise of heaven and eternity. What are we missing? And then we're upset because our body's not shaped the right way? And we don't have the right amount of money in the bank? And we don't have the things that we want? That's how God looks at us and says, why do you keep complaining. It's like, think of your kids with all the gadgets and cool stuff you give them. And then they say, I don't have anything to do. I mean, yeah, you laugh because that happened. That probably happened this week. And you're running through in your mind, what do I do to them right now? Because they just said that. I don't have a thing to do. Enjoy the blessings that God has given you. And I know there's difficult things going on in everybody's life right now. But there's nothing going on that complaining is going to fix. So 
Don't miss the blessings of God because you complain about what's going on in your life. So leave here today and let's together say, I quit complaining. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the examples in Scripture, the amazing stories about how you long to bless us and you long to have us enjoy those blessings and not complain. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.